Hello, welcome to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode number two. Today we're going to be talking with Kish, Graham, Cody, and myself about what our favorite mods are and why. Richie, what is your yeah. favorite mod and why? My favorite mod is a twofer. It has to be a combination of my lockers, front and rear, with my sliders that are home-built. And it's just the, the traction that it gives you along with your body protection and the ability to just pivot off of your sliders. It's helped me wheel so much better. Did you say you get traction from your sliders? No, my traction comes from the lockers. Okay. <laughs> sorry, I had to clarify there. <laughs> yeah. yeah sorry. You're, you're kind of cheating there with two. Yeah. I mean... Just... Like, well, which, which um, one. Yeah, on. pick one is it the sliders or is it the lockers? I know which I would, one I'd I would, pick. I honestly would have to say my sliders. Really? Huh? Interesting. Over, over the lockers. I, See, I guess... I'm going to disagree. I, I got to just throw one point out there. If you've got sliders and no lockers with what you are trying to wheel... You're not going to go anywhere. It seems I can understand why it would be a twofer because you need the ability to pivot the body around stuff and to like have your doors still shut cuz you know that matters at some point. But you well, also need the traction from the lockers to be able to pivot the body around. So I can understand where you're coming from. Well, I'm 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 just going to go out on a limb and say you're wrong. <laughs> I I like my sliders, okay? Cut me some slack. <laughs> yeah, I always thought of personally that sliders were sort of like a you know, a realization that oh, I'm I'm crumpling my tin can more than I should be because I'm doing stupid stuff. So, let me just replace it with 316's plate and uh and call it good. Well, yeah, it's like you know, I I felt like it's hard to explain kind of, but I felt a lot of improvements after I felt after I put my sliders on, whereas, you know, I, I just had more traction and I went more places with the lockers. Yeah, which I, I know it's kind of the point of wheeling is to go farther. But I don't know, like the Jeep just felt happier with the uh, addition of my sliders. So question now, did you do your sliders recently? After doing your stiffeners. Well, I did my... Let's see. I, I did my stiffeners in stages. Where I did my mid-stiffeners, which my sliders yes. are yes. welded to. Mm -hmm. I want to say... Around December, I think, last year. And my sliders didn't come until... I think closer to March. Okay, yeah, because... I think those were in April, to be honest with you. They might so, have been. So the only reason I ask is because I did notice a little bit more slideability, if you will, once I did my uh, my three-link and doing the stiffeners, the mid-stiffeners. I don't know if it's like a mixture of the two, and I'm sure I will notice an even bigger gain <laughs> once I do sliders. But I did notice that... It just allows for the rocks to kind of gradually kind of sl like 
again, I'm going to say slide off uh, of the body. And I mean, the rockers are rockers. I mean, that it, it is what it is. There's not much you can really do. They're going to either get crushed or get ripped off when you do sliders anyways. But um, I could definitely see where you're coming from, where it just allows the undercarriage to just continue over without getting hung up as easily. It, it, exactly. Like there, there was definitely a difference between having my bare frame rails versus having the stiffeners on. But I, I guess the best way to explain what I'm looking at, Cody, is imagine that difference times like 20. And that's what it was for when I put my sliders on. Like, that's what I felt. I'm definitely excited to put some sliders on them because it's a very nice feeling. Mainly because you guys all saw the condition of my rocker panels after just a few trips. (laughs) I mean, I I had at one point my rocker was going through my door. (laughs) So the, the sliders were a big deal for me. But is it really a Cherokee if you don't have to hammer your door sill down at least one time to be able to open the door? I mean, I, I was having to do that after every single trip. But, yeah. yes. I don't know how is... you smashed your rockers up that bad. I mean, maybe it's just the lines you were taking. I was always, I'd always smash my rockers, but it was never bad enough. For, like, I, I waited a long time before I did mine. Well, Graham... I, I... I think it has something to do, not to interrupt you, Luke, but I think it had something to do with the fact that I was trying to follow guys on one-ton axles with, like, 37- and 40-inch tires. What is that obstacle at your house? Uh, Luke has set me up at multiple times Vendetta. Vendetta. Vendetta Mm -hmm. is... That one does Hands down say that that was when I remember... Richie came out and like he was just like yeah my rockers are no longer there after doing that so I could <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that that that's what like gave me my first real big dent on my rocker fair enough yeah that's an interesting point I, I really I guess it depends on what trails you frequent the most the most often I mean mine were smashed up before I swapped them but they they weren't they weren't bad enough that I really thought I needed to I just they were getting to the point where they were you know raisined enough and it was really the next stage and what I wanted to do and that's why I did them I didn't do them because I like oh shit my rockers are crushed in and I need to replace them so I just think it's interesting to see that you know your use case for them was was much more uh urgent because you've just been crushing the body well it's like I remember a few distinct times where I was actually denied on our obstacles because a rock went into my rocker, it crushed the rocker, and then it got stuck in the rocker. Like <laughs> the little triangular dent it just made, it hooked. Yep. There, there was that... a few times that I got denied. Yeah, your door still got the scar from that. Yeah, exactly. Um, one thing that I'd like to interject with is... I think my favorite mod was kind of touched on a little bit by Cody, and that would be the three link at the cross member I did, because I've got a lot of link separation going on. Like I had to cut through the fl- passenger side floorboard to get the separation, and so now there's a sheet metal box over my upper control arm mount. But the reason that I like it is 
I was in a similar boat to what you were doing. I was trying to follow Graham and Colin around. Plus, you know, I just had a ZJ buggy. So this thing, I was trying to transition back to like a wheelable rig. But the reason that to me it was the most noticeable is it allows the front end to slide over and then the performance when you go into a climb is a stellar difference um with a short arm when you're coming up to an obstacle you need to get your if you've got a lifted jeep i'm sorry i've got to back up one second here if you have a lifted jeep on short arms your short arms point down a little bit and the more lift you put on the harder it is for your short arm to crawl because it is facing down and before your jeep can come up the obstacle you need to get the short arm even with the top of the obstacle so more of an angle makes it harder to crawl with my three link setup it's got instead of a 16 and a quarter inch long control arm i'm running 34s for the lowers with a 40 inch upper and the angle on them is almost parallel to the ground and my upper actually sticks up a little bit at ride height it's got like a minus two degree angle back to the body side and the effect that that has is the more that i get the nose of my jeep vertical the more my suspension stays planted and to me that was one of the biggest game changers because i could get my front end up onto an obstacle and with the suspension vertical, when you go to hit the throttle, it transfers the power more efficiently through the three link because of the longer arms, flatter geometry, and less likeliness to unload compared to short arms. All right, rock scientist. Um, I think <laughs> the, the bigger benefit, uh, for me at least, is always going to be drivability on a three link or a long arm in general. I mean, I, yes. I know you don't you don't get the uh, you know, the same uh, you know, suspension handling out of a long arm with radius arm that as you do from a three link. But I honestly, I'd, other than the the extra droop I got from a the three link, I mean, it, I'm not I'm not short selling a three link in in any way. There, it's clearly the superior suspension design uh over a short arm suspension if you're doing doing what we're doing with them but i i never really had a problem with my short arm the only reason i got rid of it again was because it it blew out a a joint on the thing Uh, it wasn't something that i i knew i was going to do it eventually i just was waiting for the right time and when my short arms blew out then that's when i did that but i never i never noticed that i wouldn't climb or anything like that yeah, I'm going to have to kind of lean towards Graham a little bit here. Drivability, dude, after me and Luke put in my three-link setup, and Richie, obviously. Uh, Hi. It has, it, I mean, I fucking love driving this Jeep now. This past week, two weeks now, every single day, I've just been happily hopping in the Jeep, loud as shit, seven in the morning, cranking up, pissing off the neighbors, whatever. Like, my truck runs great. I could go sit in the truck if I want to, but no, I'd rather go ride around in the Cherokee that smells like diff fluid. (laughs) But I can kind of see where Luke's coming from as well in a scientific way. It makes a lot of sense. You're like other components of the Jeep have to make it up the obstacle before the rest of the Jeep can follow suit. But 
in a more technical stance, allowing the axle to drop down and keep that tire on the ground and allow proper weight to that tire is a huge, like leaps compared to a short arm setup where you're going to be lifting a tire or not allowing the coil to completely compress down or allow it to get traction to the ground by running a short arm or I mean, I've never really run a mid-arm setup, so I can't really say or seen somebody running a mid-arm setup. But for sure, three-link or going to a radius arm setup is huge, huge, huge. Well, now, see, in siding with Luke on the subject, me and you, Cody, have pretty similar builds. Major difference being you have the long arms and I have short arms. And I have noticed that you do actually tend to climb up obstacles a lot easier than I do. You also have the same amount of stretch on similar tires. Both are locked front and rear. And the only there's a small difference in the gearing, but I'm not going to grant the gearing the premise of dragging the front end of the Jeep up the obstacle. It just turns the tires. Exactly. Like you, you climb stuff better. So next time we go to my bell, let's play Jeep. Kind of like horse, but I pick a line. If I make it nice and easy, you, if you make it up, then like we'll play it like that. Like If you can't make it up, we get a J or whoever does whatever just to see kind of where yours lies. Well, because now this falls perfectly into suit of both of your favorite mods that you've done or most noticeable mods where mine has a three-link setup, so it's in favor of what Luke's saying, but yours mm-hmm. has sliders. So if you can figure <laughs> yeah, so that, I'll, like... I'll just slide up all the rocks. No, no, but you know traction. what I mean? Like, I'll just slide up. But like, here's a perfect <laughs> time to like really be like, "Hey, Cody, your three link sucks ass." Like, <laughs> well, no, because your well, your th- your three link doesn't suck ass. It's pretty fucking no, I know. ass. I know. We're both literally sitting here saying that the three link is the Chad design because of what <laughs> it does when you're getting the nose up, but. I don't know if it would be the... I think it's got to do more with the suspension geometry is more of what I'm talking about. Like, the effect it has on what the suspension does when it goes to climb, to me, was a much larger effect, I would say, even than the length difference in the arms. Because with the low amount of anti-squat... Or, I'm sorry. I have a high amount of anti-squat on this build. The last one had a low amount of anti-squat... I'm getting my stuff confused, but with the high amount of anti-squat that I have in the front end, it just climbs, and, like, it's very stable. You experienced it. It takes a lot to get that Jeep to unload. You have to be pretty high in the air, or, like, get your nose up pretty good to get it to unload. But when it unloads, it unloads. It unloads. Sure. Except for the yeah. except for the rear, the rear does not go anywhere. Maybe mm-hmm. an inch up and an inch down. <laughs> oh the yeah. Front end though, it does all the cool stuff. <laughs> well, I'm fixing the rear. Once the rear is done, it's gonna be entertaining. Why? What you got going on with that? Double triangulated four link with 14 inch coilovers, uh, 10 inches of stretch. Ooh, definitely excited. Here, sorry, sorry, eight. You should just do the one coil over in the rear, the unicoil. That's what all the samurai guys do. I don't think they use a coil over, just a spring, but... Well, I'm sorry. I'm just not that Chad. Speaking, I could maybe do an overlay. (laughs) 
Speaking of weird rear end setups, have you seen where people have cut leaf springs in half and then used them upside down? Yes, uh, that's. I think it's called a f- elliptical forelink or something like that. It is um, weird. Yeah, that's very odd. And then have you seen the buggy suspension setups? Like the actual uh, horse and buggy day style leaf spring where it's flipped over with two uh, support bars on the old wagons going up to the center of the wagon to support the axle. Uh, I saw one guy locally was running it with a single leaf spring. I think it was an even length eye to eye on a double triangulated forelink with shock absorbers because he blew up his air shocks and it seems to work surprisingly well. Corvettes have a very similar style, but it's between control arms. And I mean, if Corvettes work pretty well, so I can imagine that it'll translate somewhat. Yeah. It's pretty cool. No, I, I I didn't see any videos, but I did see uh, I saw the pictures of when he was building that. I'd be curious to see how it how it does. It seems to work well. There was a video of him rolling it, and I mean, well, that's just the classic. He's good for that. Let's just say that. Um, the overly momentum, if you will. Oh, actually, now that you mention it, I did see the roll. I saw that video. Okay, that was with the leaf springs. I didn't think it was. Yeah, he had the leaf spring in the rear. I'm interested to see what he does next. But uh, so the uh, the turbo 350, right? He's turbo 304 AMC motor. That's rad. I'm pretty sure the turbo got crushed though. So yeah, but it's it's overly we fully expect him to have some new and entertaining setup on there it might be a supercharger on propane this time (laughs) so so graham i'm gonna i'm gonna have you go before me on this because i'm actually interested to see what you decide because i have a few ideas on what you might decide on what your kind of favorite or most improved uh mod was what are you thinking uh, I'm torn because there's a lot of stuff that I've done to my Jeep that's made a huge difference in, you know, you know how comfortable I am with it and being able to drive up stuff. Uh, if I had to go really basic, I'm just going to say, you know, front locker. It That, hands down, was the biggest thing that made uh, you know, the biggest noticeable improvement on me being able to get up obstacles. Uh, and this was before, you know, three link and anything like that. So it was really, it just opened up so many doors for me and, you know, got me, that sort of got me spinning down the rabbit hole of wanting to add more, more stuff to make it more capable and do more. So if I had to pick one thing, I think it's, ha- it has to be that, but I mean, there's so many other little bits like Richie was touching on sliders. I can go into, um, you know, we make fun of Colin for his for his rear um, uh, body armor pieces, the Cherokee things with the hoops that go back and back right there. And we make fun of them yep. for those because they're wicked expensive, and you know, it it doesn't seem like they're really that effective. But in reality, when I put the tube, you know, in the same spot essentially as that, you know, I can pivot around stuff, and I I can drive around, and it's much more carefree when I'm bumping into trees and pivoting off of stuff than it was, you know, I don't have to worry about my glass every second in the back there. That's right. Cool. I can just, I can slam it into the side and it's fine. It's got a bar at the top with the cage bar, you know, by the wheel well where everything just sort of can, 
I can catch everything and my body stays you know, fairly intact. So, I mean, well, but see, I still don't like, think... I, I agree, though, that the lock, the front locker is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, that'll be my my basic answer. Uh, there's really nothing nothing I could uh, you know put above lockers as far as being able to get up stuff. You could have you know leaf sprung suspension with with no travel at all and put lockers in it, and you'd probably still get up most of the stuff. Right? Sliders are superficial. I think you don't need them if it's a beater that you got for five hundred bucks and you throw you know you them weld the front words, diff and rear boy. diff. Hmm. Them are. <laughs> yeah, well, you buy it for five hundred bucks. You weld the front and rear diff, and you've you've got a you know a solid a solid machine that you can go have fun with. But I mean, all of us, I feel, are are more committed to our vehicles and try to you know keep them around. At least I do. Um, so the body armor is sort of a necessary step to take to to get there, but it's not the most important thing. It didn't make the most noticeable uh difference for me all i'm going to say in addition to that is i might be buying another ford f-250 or something for parts for another project that might end up getting welded and i might just slap the cherokees 40 inch nittos under a stock super duty that'd be fucking awesome and we're going to Mobile with a welded diff super duty. That's that's a waste what? of money. That is a waste of money. Oh yeah? So if I buy yes. the truck for like eight hundred bucks with O five plus axles under it and a manual already in it, that's a waste of money. I can make my money back on the truck itself just by selling the transmission and the swap kit. I get a free set of 05 plus axles for what? Seven hours of work to get everything out of the truck? Yeah, but it's also kind of a, I don't know, waste of time almost where you were, you're currently in the process of doing a triangulated four link in your XJ, which is your main source of fun, if you get where I'm coming oh, from. Oh, I, I do. <laughs> where this Ford may just kind of like hinder that process especially i mean yes i know we're waiting on uh coilovers at the moment for that setup so you can't even really you're still waiting on a few other things but it might just stunt it where i mean i don't know february comes around you're bored and you pick up this super duty or whatnot you weld the rear end and throw a locker in it and go have fun fuck it that sounds like fun but doesn't sound like that much fun are you gonna even fit that will be good we'll we'll have some fun with it it Um, It doesn't fit on your trailer (laughs) i do know other people with other trailers and my truck can tell it so now so so graham i was really gonna guess that i was gonna drop what the next project was but okay okay um yeah no i want the axles to go under the buggy that will be built. Oh, Carry that's on. right. Okay, your other yep. your other plans that we yeah. won't go into, but are uh, are stirring. Yes. All right, Cody, hit me. I was gonna guess that you were gonna go with the cage, or the the fact of comfort in your vehicle doing the next step. Like your Jeep has been at this same stage for a while now. Your drivability 
has been slowly increasing, but I really noticed like a massive leap in your drivability once you did the cage. Yeah. Now, no, you're not wrong. Uh, I still. I mean, if we have, if it's more open ended, yes, it depends on where you are in the process, right? I can't say that the cage, like if I had a cage and no lockers, though, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, that doesn't help me because I wouldn't be able to put myself in, I mean, maybe I would, but the, the stupid situations wouldn't be nearly as entertaining because I don't have lockers to get to those places. I mean, you see me, I blow a hub and I, that like, if I don't have a spare, that's, that's it. It's, it's no, no longer as much fun because I just, I just don't have the traction, but yeah, the cage and the seats and harnesses is definitely a huge thing. If you're trying to maintain control on some of the sketchier obstacles, because I can vividly remember going up some stuff at Mobel with my factory seats and seat belts with the one ton axles. I mean, it was exactly the same setup without the cage and seats and harnesses. And I, I just, you'd get halfway up and then it would, you're way back in your seat at this point. It's throwing you around because you hit some stuff on the way up of, I forget what that one's called. It's, it's sort of the wall. Um, not diff dragger. What's the one before that? I just call it the ledges, but I know what yeah, you're talking about. Yeah. So it's, it's that spot and it's, it's not too bad, but it definitely throws you around a little bit when you're trying to go up it. And you, if you don't have seats and harnesses and when, especially when you're driving a manual and trying to do all the other stuff, it's not being able to orient all your appendages because they're getting thrown around. Doesn't help you control your ascent up this thing. And yeah, it definitely is, you know, and that doesn't, it, adds to the the chaos of an already you know depending on your experience stressful uh hill climb so having that extra you know stability to hold you down and keep you in place and you know the the comfort of having a cage so if you do screw up and you end up rolling it you know it's it's not the end of the world you can roll it back over and you know with with some work you can get it back exactly where it was without any noticeable difference uh yeah, it makes a huge difference, but I don't think the I don't think that's better than lockers. Yeah, I, I yeah. see where I'm coming from. I mean, I told you my answer is going to be boring because that's like still above everything else that made made the biggest difference for me. Yeah, early on, this was before your time, Cody, when I was still. So that's why you don't see it. I don't know when when you first put lockers in your Jeep. Let's let's go into your your. What's your favorite thing well, you've done to I, your Jeep? I felt like saying lockers was cheating. It's it's the the bread and butter of wheeling. You need all four tires spinning. Mm. I mean, I could say it's the 35s. The, again, bread and butter. If you ain't got bigger tires, you're not going anywhere. I mean, so, yes, doing the front locker for mine was a, a massive, massive improvement. Um now, did you do the front locker? Yeah, you did because you had a Dana 35, so you had to only do the front. Because a lot of right. things I see people, I see people saying, you know, oh, the Dana 30 isn't like you shouldn't put a locker in your Dana 30 if you've got an eight and a quarter or whatever because uh, you know the rear axle is not going to break as easily and the front axle will break. And I think it's it's almost the exact opposite because the the front one with a locker. You know, although there is a potential for you to break the front axle because you now have a locker in it and it's you know it's a Dana 30 uh 
you don't have to hit things as hard and you can get away with getting up stuff without breaking because you're not hammering on it. Uh, there's well, room for argument agree, there. But... I agree with that. I, I started out with a locked day and a 30 and a welded eight and a quarter. And I've just been, I, I go slow and I climb just about everything and I'm able to follow all the ro- one ton rate. Mm-hmm. So I could, I could see where somebody was coming from when they, like if you have seen it or if somebody has spoken directly to you about it, where they decided to weld their rear end over locking the front. I could see that if they're not very mechanically inclined, if they don't have the availability or the knowledge or anything of that matter to to redo a set of axles on uh, axles uh, axle shafts on trail then yeah keep that front end open absolutely i mean it's gonna suck but you're gonna there's a less likely chance of breaking things directly involving two ring gear um hubs or wheel bearings dependent or not wheel bearings pardon me axle shafts but you are gonna most likely break drive shafts you're gonna break control arms you're gonna break other things body damage suspension's gonna start getting affected shocks are gonna start exploding because as you said you gotta hit it a lot harder you gotta come with a lot more gusto and a lot more aiming up trail instead of just driving up it um but i don't know dude my my dana 30 has held up pretty strong um yeah no they they do they do well is if you put the right u joints in it and you know, make sure the caps are staying in there, whether that be by tacking the caps or full circle clips. That's uh, another discussion. But um, I think if you maintain it and you keep an eye on those U-joints, in most cases, you don't have a problem. I mean, unless you put yourself in a really dumb spot and there's no choice but for the shaft to to twist or the ring here to go. But I think if you you maintain them, they're okay. So definitely go with like... Moog greasable for sure, right? That's the strongest. Totally, fucking totally. Yep, definitely. <laughs> uh, uh, I prefer the. Uh, uh, the I, I have the Master Pro. No, the Master Pro five dollars, five dollar U joints. They're great. That's pretty cheap. Holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> I broke but... one installing it one time. It was. It was <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of people who have done that, but uh, I was not impressed. No, I definitely go stock Spicer and U joints. I mean, my Moogs have survived, but nothing like a stock Spicer. Uh, the, yeah, things. the Spicer SPLs with the white boots are the best I found, and they're not too expensive on Amazon compared to uh in store prices. And if you ask for the grease or the non greasable Spicers at a part store, they usually have one or two. So I've never $8. had an issue with either of those. Yeah, I've also had very good luck with just the plain Spicer. I think it's the 5X760 joint. You can get them for the pair off of Amazon for like, I think it was 50 bucks for the pair. Those things are pretty damn good. Those uh, those new Oxu joints are looking pretty sexy, though. I don't know if how much are you Are those got... the ones you can't grease, though? Those are... They, they don't no, use a lot of grease, or... They don't use a lot of grease. Um, I was looking they at them. Spicy. They're cheap. Hmm. Oh, I yeah. kind of. I mean, they're not stupid cheap, but they're two hundred dollars a piece. So compared to something like a CTM, where you're talking about like, I think those are up to what seven, eight hundred bucks for the pair. I'm not sure. I I might not be correct on that, but you know, it seems like a cheap option that. 
if it's made by ox i'm willing to take a bet on it you know what i mean i i don't have any bad product recollections with ox yeah. because even their lockers like they build the fail safe into it so i and i don't really know of many people with issues with their ox lockers yeah the only issues i ever have seen was uh when colin knocked the uh the fail safe out somehow from his diff that was uh he broke it off in there so it was unlocked but the pin was still in it was i don't remember exactly what the fix was but it was and I, that's I not not an issue with with ox at all either that was just a you know something we I, we had to I deal with i think it's safe to say to exclude colin out of that <laughs> column because it's colin he is the poster child of torture testing. Honestly, if there's any company out there that needs a product torture tested, just like throw it at Colin's Yep. Yeah. Uh, that, that guy <laughs> literally, he's a nut, honestly. He's a quality character. Oh, God. That was. There have been many entertaining rides with him. I was wheeling with him at Roush, and we popped a tire while pulling a tire and he just stayed in it with the rear tire coming completely off the rim and the front tire like three feet in the air to get up some dumb i think it was a what was it grandma black uh i think it's a black what's it's what's the trail that it's next to called uh it's not um crawler's ridge crawler's ridge it's, it's the one to the right of crawler's ridge good time Mm. The best part is he thought his front tire on the passenger front, he thought he blew. Yeah, he and he blew was the, the rear one, which was in the ditch, and he was just killing it. <laughs> he massacred that tire. Like, we're talking tread block separating from the carcass. Um, it was so, good. So, in other words, a normal day of wheeling for him. Mm. Yeah, just about. That, that day up Creek Trail. Um, at Harris, when he was just riding three wheel, and the tire on, like in the front that was on the ground, had no tire on it. It was just the rim, and I'm just watching. I'm like, this guy's a fucking animal. I'm like, well, he just doesn't care. I'm like, dude, your tires popped. He's like, yeah, yeah I know, dude. It just kept on going. I'm like, what? Like, it was that was a great day for sure. Yeah. Well, it's like when uh me, Graham, and Colin went off looking for the creek at the uh Badlands Vermont. He he ended up blowing a tire. I like, felt ah, so bad. It. It's I all, felt so bad because he didn't even want to be in there. He was like, fuck it, it's already blown. I'll just use the rim for traction. <laughs> I forget he how he popped ripped. that one. He he ended up trying to back up a little bit and he ended up rolling a little bit too far fell off of one rock and came down right right on the bead of the tire on another rock mm. and it just pushed it right off the rim but he was still on it so it just like peeled the entire tire off the rim yeah that one came back sideways didn't it probably with the way he fucking left uh good times Good. I, I felt bad though. I will I, say I was spotting him when that happened. <laughs> yeah, things happen though. 
it's part of wheeling. Um, one other mod that I would like to throw out a little bit of love for is the seats. Good seats make such a difference when they're coupled with a harness and a roll cage. False you confidence. Just, yeah, it's just like super confident. You're like, oh, hey, my front end's going. Uh, that's a lot of sky. Okay, well, let's hit it. And <laughs> you know you're not going to like fall out of the thing. It's going to hold you in place. And if you do fuck up, you got a cage. It should do something. You know what I mean? It's not going to cave in on you. You can just roll it back over and deal with the bent sheet metal because whatever. It's a Cherokee. They do that. Yeah, I honestly love my seats. I, I sort of said it earlier. I'll I'll say it again. Is uh, I've got BRPs. Luke, you've got um, Corbu. Those definitely work better for you. I'm smaller, so my seats uh, you know, hold me pretty well. Um, but really, just having having that those seats hold you in versus around, just in the general vicinity. Really, it's it's almost the harnesses more than the seats. Like you could probably do keep factory ish seats with like a little bit of bolster a little i know they there are like i think it's the limited seats that have a little extra bolster i'm not 100 percent on that but yeah, I mean, if, you, if you didn't want to i mean seats are fucking expensive for for good ones if you wanted to just throw a harness and a you know a you know roll bar and cage on something and obviously make it safe enough to use a harness on on a factory seat because i wouldn't just throw a harness in in anything uh that's that would definitely help a ton as far as keeping it planted. Be, uh, I don't like my Colin seats the best. Same. I'm right there with Richie. It might be because I'm a bigger guy and like sitting in Luke's passenger seat's not bad because I think it's a few inches bigger than his driver's seat, right? It's a few inches wider? Nope. Mine is actually a little wider than hers. But really? hers is, I think it's two inches shorter. Oh, maybe I was feeling a little bit thinner that day I was riding with you. <laughs> uh, I know you have trouble in my seats, Cody. I know you can't. Uh... Eh, it's so the problem is my hips. My hips yeah, get the like, bolsters are really high. If I could do yeah. it again, I might have gone. I mean, I don't know. I say that, but the the daily driver PRPs probably would have been a better choice for how I use it. But I don't know. I've gotten used to the you know the full bolster bolster on the. Uh, I forget what yeah. the what the series is that I have. I think it's just their generic, you know, off-road race seat or whatever. Yeah, speaking of uh, a roll bar and harnesses, I think that might be my next go-to. Is talking with either Graham or Luke about setting up just a like a main hoop, like a in the back, and then down supports just so that way, and then setting it up so that way I could do a set of harnesses for now. For the time being, I mean, it'll be cheaper than going to the full cage, and it'll be a lot easier. And I could just chop it off when the time comes that I decide to do a whole like a new cage, mm -hmm. um, just so that way. I've been doing uh, a little bit more stupid trails, and uh, before I get dangerous with it, I think it might be smarter for me to at least if I roll over, I will survive. Is kind of where I'm at, where I don't really feel like dying right now. So. Yeah, especially <laughs> after your your close call. But that I think was just. I don't want to say it was stupidity, but that could have been approached better. <laughs> I could have drove out of it. You guys didn't let me. I easily I, I don't know. hard driver, I don't know. hard floor it, and it would have just drove right Dude, out. My 
hangry ass that was, I think that was at the beginning of me doing sober or going sober for a full month. So like I quit drinking entirely and quit smoking, which for me was kind of a big deal. Um, and this kid goes and puts his Jeep with the rear tire hanging like a solid four or five feet in the air, high enough that I had to reach up to grab the center of the fucking rim, hold the Jeep down because he was balanced on that knife edge. And then while I'm holding that down, he had to grab a strap out of it to loop it through the window pillars to have me transfer to that with the other kid that was there and hold him down so we could get a winch line on him because you know stuff and things yeah it was uh you could have been pushed over it was it was that that knife edge so the problem so that could have been easily avoided if it was a different circumstance of like that tree was what was giving me the false confidence that i was good turning around there so as I was turning driver's side, I was fine. Like, I was crawling up with the passenger tire, felt good. But that's because my drip rail was dragging across the little tree that was right there. So right as I got past it, it was yeah, just like a little springy toy. And I was just like, doink! And the next <laughs> thing, I'm just, everybody's like, whoa! I'm just like, okay, here we go. <laughs> yep. Sure, uh, blame my tree. Blame your my tree, tree helped me until it didn't help me anymore. Um, yeah, and then it got you stuck because you couldn't back up. <laughs> Graham, have I had any good almost rolls this year? Um, that's a good question. I don't think I so. Have... You've been pretty planted for the most part. I mean, I had that one at Kish's that yes. felt pretty sketchy to me when I drove up the tree that you're supposed to aim for. I aimed for it just a little too well with my driver tire. Mm. Oh, that was when. You had a passenger in it then, didn't you? And yeah, I had my like girlfriend. Two. Yeah, it was like I saw two feet up the tree. And I'm like, yeah, you just did that. You're like, oh, felt fine. No big deal. And just kept on going. Um, yeah, I, it, it unloaded and I played it off because I did not want her to freak out. You know, it's kind of like one of those things where slap it in reverse and pop the clutch and you're good. But yeah, no, I mean your your Jeep is so is so heavy with those axles that you know with the Super Duty axles in the forties, and it's heavy enough that even when it's it looks sketchy, it's it's more planted than you think. Uh, I'm trying to think of you know times that I've felt like I was gonna roll, and I don't really know. I mean, there were a couple times where I think there was potential, but I never felt like I was that unstable with my setup, even. I mean, At Roush, you were getting pretty saucy. Yeah, I'm I gonna mean, go with that. There were there were a couple a couple spots, but again, it it felt planted the entire time. And if it was gonna roll, it would have rolled. I don't know. I'm coming back to the you know the confidence thing is the the better the you set it up for so you can have the confidence so you can do the stupid stuff. But mm, I'm excited. It's gonna be fun with the four link. And I need to get it out of my shop, so it's going to be free for this summer. But I feel like with the four link and the extra low range, I'll be able to be a bit more methodical and not have to, you know, 
give it as much of a hit. So well, yeah, I will be able hopefully to... your rear end will be helping your front end. Cause I mean, we've sort of alluded to it a few times, but your leaf springs for whatever reason, the setup you've got in there right now just doesn't, it doesn't articulate at all really, or at least on uh, the passenger side. Currently there's nothing in there at all. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying in general, when before over the, over the past oh, yeah. year, I've noticed that the rear suspension doesn't, doesn't help you. So I think it'll be cur- It'll be interesting to see, you know, how much the four link, you know, helps you with that planted feeling, I guess. Cause my leaf springs, I, I didn't do anything special to them. It's just Cherokee leaf springs with a traction bar and they, I can't even take the tire off by jacking the body up with a high lift jack or I can just barely though. Um, I was in a parking lot. I had to do, what was I doing? Um, Oh, I had to do studs. I had to do lug nuts because uh, I broke some or something, I think. And I had to take off the wheel to replace those. And I was doing it in a parking lot because we were about to go on a trip. And I remember I had the high lift jack and it was like, it wasn't I didn't think it was going to have that much flex. I thought it was going to, you know, bottom out before then, but it didn't. It just kept going. So, I don't know. The properly set up leaf spring suspension is... is totally fine. What was that, Richie? That's how my wife's Subaru is. What, you can't lift it up? Not with, with the little, not with the little fucking scissor jack that <laughs> it came with. Well, you jack it up from the right spot. Yeah, I I was I put it right on the arrow, so the arrow was pointing at the arrow, just like the booklet says. And I actually had to booklet. find a rock to put the jack on top of to actually get the tire off. Damn! So once it was, the Subaru coming wheeling, it sounds like it's got more articulation than Luke's Jeep. Well, it went wheeling up at uh, Badlands. I oh, that's right. It did go up to Badlands. It sat in the in the main lot. Yeah, yeah. When when me and Cody came back from the parts store, I three wheeled that bitch through the entrance. Terrifying. I must have been <laughs> asleep because I feel like I would have been yeeted out the window just out of fear. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was a mess. We went to go pick up that caliper, and the guy gave me a KJ, like the new style Cherokee caliper. So I grabbed it, whatever, 70 bucks, walk out and talk it with Richie. And we're, I was like, oh, I'm just going to check it. I look completely wrong. I walked back in, had like argued with the guy. I'm like, dude, this is the wrong caliper. No, it's not. My it's computer says that this, yeah, this is for a Cherokee. It's the exact one. I'm like, no, 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 man. I'm telling you right now. I was like, I know for a fact this is not the right caliper. I'm telling you. Yes, it. Oh, my God. No, it's not. Oh, I was off by one number. You are right. This is a different Cherokee. And I'm like, thank you. Now please give me my fucking caliper before I freak out because we were 25 minutes out from there. I can't oh, remember exactly. About. It was a it was a decent distance away, and thank God I we, checked we, it. Because... We were like a good 25, 30 minutes, and one ran red light away from everyone else. Yeah, I thought we were going to talk about that. Poor Richie didn't even notice that like we're going through this intersection, and we both turned around and we're like holy fuck was that a red light and he goes oh i don't know and i'm like no no no, that was totally a red light holy crap we just drove through that he's like well we didn't die so <laughs> 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 i 
I've never seen this before, but that entire town, it's like every single traffic light was off to the side behind a bush. <laughs> like they, so they it was just off to the right in yeah. the middle of the intersection. It's a common Massachusetts like the, thing. Yeah. The, the one I ran, it was like legit behind a bush or some shit. So you didn't see it until you were close to it. No. And we, no, you just, no, you just missed it. <laughs> oh. oh, well then I'm, I just wasn't paying attention. Well, because it wasn't no, it was, where it was a post. So, no, it was a normal hanging style light, but it was the style that's sideways. So it has like the red, yellow, green sideways. I remember it specifically because it was like, that was it was very messed up. It wasn't as crazy as you're thinking, but yes, it was a very weird style that you were not used to. Mm-hmm. But... Not one little bit. <laughs> uh, God, you guys are bad. Although, but Badlands did, was fun. It did make us laugh for quite a while, Cody. And we're not as bad as Colin's girlfriend flipping his Jeep first time that she got she came out wheeling with us. That has <laughs> is easily my absolute favorite story. That uh, if we want, we can leave for when Colin comes on and chats with us, or we can I can get into it very quickly. Whatever you guys. No, think. let's leave that one for uh, when we get Master Bates on. Yeah, leave it oh. for him. I think he's <laughs> we we can allude to him. It'll just uh you know hype up when we do eventually convince him to to hop I, on. I will I will say that hands down it is in my top five favorite moments from 2020. Same. <laughs> for sure. Easily for sure. Oh, great times. Yeah. 2020 was a good year for wheeling. It really was. I, it started out yeah. a little slow. I was concerned, you know, with the whole Corona thing, I wasn't sure we were going to really have that great of a season. And well, you know, it's like, I know, I know when the Rona first hit, we actually canceled a few trips right off the Creek. I'm yeah. sad we missed that event. Yeah, because we were supposed to be in Roush. When were we initially what, like supposed Easter? to go to Roush? Uh, it was after Easter. Yeah, the weekend after Easter. And yeah, why, that was that. why did we end up canceling that or postponing that? Rona. Because I got laid oh, off. That, that's the only reason? I didn't... got laid off. I know oh, that. Okay, yeah. like, it was just the point, and I know that Ryan... Uh, was losing out on hours. I know that Colin was switching jobs. Like it just like everybody was getting screwed, and we were trying so hard to make it work, but we just really couldn't. And plus, mm-hmm. that was a lot. Of, that's when everything was closing down. So like hotels were not even open. We had no idea like how it was going to affect anything. So we just decided, hey, let's just postpone before this gets really stupid. Or because we had no idea what we're getting into, you know. So. Yeah, that was still like early days of all that. I think the trip was planned for like a month after whatever when it first hit, and I mean we really didn't start getting back into doing stuff till. You yeah, know, it took us six months. months to come back from that. Yep, I was. We were in Luke's shop for literally every single weekend for six months straight, working on my shit box. Yep. Yep. It was a lot longer of a process than we were hoping, but. Well, what did, what all did you guys do when you guys were in the um? Six months is a long time to do a three link. I'm just I know you did so, other stuff as well. The the major problem was for almost I'd say I think it was two months, right, Luke? Yeah, that... it was the Jeep was there for five months. Now that I think about it, and for about three yeah. months out of there, he couldn't come down. So yeah, like at about strongly. two and a half, he started coming down again. 
Okay, so it wasn't so much a, you know, a an issue with working on it, just a logistical issues. With yeah, Corona. living an hour away, Corona, and yeah. family telling me like, hey, you really shouldn't leave the state, blah, 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 whatever. But a little bit easier dealing with the people around you when they're when you're kind of following what they suggest. Yep. But um, but yeah, so we did the we did the Dana forty four that we great I graciously got from you. We did all of the brackets except for the least not least spring purchase the um spring purchase. We did um the truss. We did gears. We did the locker. Uh, we did a control arms. We did stiffeners. Um. Yeah, so it's not like you did. It's not like it was nothing. There was just a three link done over the course of uh, these two months worth of work. It sounds like you did a pretty solid. I mean, I know you've done a solid amount of work to it since I last saw it. I mean, it was uh, it was like nothing done to it initially. It was just on thirty fives and a lift, and you know now it's thirty sixes, Mister. All right, that okay, I rock. Those things sucked so bad. Speaking of tires, I was actually going to ask this. What is your favorite tire? Brand, size, whatever you want, but I'm more thinking of brand. What's your favorite tire? Me? Anybody. Okay, well, Anybody. I, I, got a, I got an interesting one. I I, honest, I love my my Trep radials. I don't know if it's the best tire. I, I've run them, you know, probably mm-hmm. a year, two years. Two years and now. Two, two years, years now, yeah. and. Other than the one fluke that I popped brand new, which I'm going to chalk up to the wheels um, being sharp and eating it and just hitting it just right. Uh, they've gotten me up everything I wanted to go up, and you know, they they drive pretty nice on the road when they've got tread. When they get low, they're not nearly as good. Um, and as, they're, they're pretty soft, and they, they grab. But they also... The road manners is really a huge thing. And it, it, looking at the tires, I, I don't know if I would consider them great road tires but they don't do half bad uh but as a spare tire you know the you know the emergency you you popped a tire and you've got to get another tire uh i'll take a spanked irock any day of the week because that 36 <laughs> irock that i've got has saved me more times you know it this sucks. year than i think any other tire would have and i use it's that passenger front that i always hit really hard and it's never happy, and that's the one that always debeads or de- or pops or whatever. That's always the one I have problems with. And whenever I swap the IROC on, I can wheel the rest of the day with almost no difference in, in capability. I I never notice it's there while I'm while we're while we're wheeling. Uh, and then I get it never has an issue. It's tough as a rock, so you know it's not going to pop. And I've driven with people and hit stuff really hard on that passenger side because I can't see rocks and it'll be aired down and it'll it'll take the hit and it won't pop and it'll keep going. So uh, as a spare tire, um, it's pretty good. It's not too great when you have to drive on it, drive home on it, but uh, it, it, it does the job. And Luke, I got that tire from you and I think you said it's from 2009? Yes. Um... Yeah, it owes nobody anything, but it just keeps on going. So, and it's had a very storied past. Yeah, it's a it's a great little tire. I will not trade it as long it as I have pretty sevens. It came from the same dude that I bought the Dana twenty and NP two thirty one off of. Oh no shit! Yeah. Yep. 
that tire is something else. Mm. But I'm not really yeah. a good uh, a, a person to ask for tire suggestions. Um, Luke has way more experience with way more tires than I do. I've really only ever wheeled. Um, I've wheeled the, the trip radials, which I, I got as a hand-me-down from Luke, and I've loved since, and I've never had an issue with them, and I just, I'm going to keep running them. Um, the only thing I might consider swapping for would be, you know, maybe MTRs as like a joke, because I know, you know, Cody, you and Colin, both of you are obsessed with those tires, even though you don't even have a set, you just want them. Uh, I, I'd be curious to see how they do. What? I've wheeled on a set. I wheeled on a very, very spanked set, and they gripped up on so many more things than I thought. The sidewalls are a little bit stronger than my current setup tires that I have, and um, the road manners. The road manners are huge. Those things do amazing. So yeah, if I could get a, my my hands on a set of those, I'd probably run them. But just ask Colin. They're, they're too he, hard to get. That guy no, no, he needs them. Like they, he needs them. Well, I, I can't have got, any of his. He's already got five more on the way. I mean, how many more does this guy need? He already has like seven. <laughs> yeah, those, uh, no, uh, those are probably the only thing I'd... He's down to four? Yeah, yeah how, how many he's killed this, this season? Oh, my God. 2020's been a bad year for his MTRs. Hmm. Well, he's been needing a new set for about two years, so... Uh... It's about time he got another set. Yeah. Um, but Luke, what's, um, I guess, do we want to leave it open to any tire size or are we thinking, you know, more specific tire sizes, right? I mean, I don't know if I'd use the same, you know, 40 inch tire as I would a 35. No, true. I guess I, you're right. I don't yeah. know. Anything that I'm going to suggest that's, in a road compound, you can get in a 35. Yeah, but you I know, know the, tread, I mean? the tread isn't always the same, right? I mean, it's always the same. This is true. A, a bigger version of the same tread is going to act a little different than a smaller version of this of that same tread, right? Yeah, I know there's some bigger tires right? that I would never run in a smaller version and vice versa. Dude, I, I could only can imagine a 40-inch BFG all-terrain. <laughs> That That would be a good snow wheel and tire. Absolutely not. No, (laughs) no. That's how I feel about that. Get that Uh, shit out of here. And in in the opposite direction, like, I don't. What's the smallest IROC they make? Because I probably wouldn't want to put it on anything. Yeah, that sounds miserable. Maybe, maybe that's okay, but it just doesn't sound uh, really that great. Yep. Um. I don't know. Like, I've ran so far in the past two years, it's been the General X3s, and I give them a high pass. Like, maybe we're going to talk about, like, B-plus for a grade. Okay. Um, I ran the Milestar Patagonias, and I'm going to give them things a solid, say... D plus C minus, <laughs> if I'm being D brutally plus. honest. Um, the only thing that was good was the price. Like, that's the only good part about those tires. Uh, everyone I know that wheels hard in New England has gotten rid of them because yep. they won't clear mud. Um, 
exploded. I apologize. I don't know what we're talking about. What are we? What kind of tire? Uh, the Max, or I'm sorry, not the Maxis. Wow, the um, Milestar Patagonia. Oh, Thank yeah, you. a D minus or a D plus C minus, I would say is fair. They were really good on the road, like exceptional. I would put them on my tow rig before I put them on a wheeling jeep. Um, and then the other two tires I've ran are gonna get the same grade, and those would be the Maxis traps that Graham has and my Nitto uh, trail grapplers, and I'm gonna give them both a C minus. Or not a C minus. Holy crap, am I stoned? I'm gonna give him an A minus. Um, and the reason for the A minus is they're not stickies, but they're a very good off-road radial tire that I have ran. Uh, the pros on the Nittos, they've got a little less traction than the um, radial traps, but they've got a tougher sidewall. That's where you get your comparison. I had my whole Jeep land on the sidewall and it bent the rim and the tire we just aired it back up the rims destroyed hmm. it's got a little slice in the sidewall and that's it you know i can't complain when in the same location doing a much lower speed and much less force hit your tire got destroyed but that was the rim yeah yeah like like i said i think it was i i I need to start looking at new rims or fixing the ones I have, but I know one of them's bent in an elliptical shape. Um, so I don't know what the next step is for that. Probably either get a new set and I don't, I don't know if I'd end up with a doing a, a whole beadlock or just a rock ring. I think a rock ring would save it. I don't, I don't really have an issue with popping beads too, too much. If I think if I'm just a little more careful about airing down, I think I air them down a little too much because yes. I, I mean, yeah. So yes. I don't know. I've been last trip. I aired them. I didn't air them down nearly as much, and I seems like I did just as well, and didn't uh, didn't have any issues with anything coming off the bead. So I'll second that, and also it seemed like you slid less to the side. Hmm. Like it seemed a little happier side hilling. I wonder if I That's... was getting away with running the really low pressure on the buggy because how little it weighed. So yep. compared to your full bodied rig, maybe you do have to bump the pressure up from the eight pounds. Yeah. That's kind of weird though, that more air would allow more side bite. Usually that's a complete opposite. Well, I think it's too- because the carcass wasn't flexing. I mean, those tires hard. are all very broken in too. My, I mean the front one, uh, my one new front one that I have left is, is, less so than the rears but i think my issue is was a airing airing them down too much and you know they're they don't need to be aired down nearly as much because they're they're well broken in at this point i i don't know yeah another point of contention i'll make about tires is in my humble opinion tires are the best from three quarter tread to quarter tread mm-hmm. i don't um, know more so with the stickies yeah yeah, I could definitely see where stickies are definitely a bit more useful once the tread is gone. But I don't know. My current tires, even new, those things are saucy. They do some pretty slick things off trail and on like on the road. Or pardon me, I guess that's the exact same thing. On trail or off road. 
I'm just gonna shut up now. <laughs> 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 on the road, they do phenomenal. Hey, you know, it's one of those things. My computer just blue screen, so I don't even know what's happened at this point. But um, fair enough. Fair enough. You played it off well enough. But yeah, I the current tires that I'm running on the road, they do great. In the rain, snow, going down the highway, there's not much noise. They hold air very well. They don't heat up like crazy. Even running down the road in the rain at, I think it was at 10 PSI, still great. Barely any flex. They do phenomenal. Um, on trail, once you get them a little, like, rounded over, get them, heat them up on a few rock pads, you know, they do great. Yep. I seriously, I cannot complain with those tires. I mean, all five of four of us have r- ran these tires and they're I, for, it'd, it'd probably be my go-to recommendation. If somebody was asking for a, a reasonably priced tire to, to off-road around here. Yeah. Especially at $186 a tire for a 35. It is so much cheaper than your KM3, your well MTRs. You're looking at about 250 a tire, so it's not that much cheaper. But uh, a friend of mine has, he said that he has just about 15,000 miles on a set of KM3s, and they're shot, like beyond shot. Huh. And my girlfriend's running on a set of these um, Grabber X3s, and she's just hit i think like nine thousand miles and they barely look like they've been worn in i mean richie how many how many miles do you think your tires have and those things are still like i'd say 60 well, percent tread between graham luke and myself because i have the hand-me-down tires of the group mm-hmm. i would probably estimate 30 ish 40 ish like graham i don't know how long you actually had those tires yeah i'd have to um i had them for at least a. I want to say i had them a year but that might be wrong yeah a full year okay because you had them when i first started wheeling with you and you'd gotten them a little before because that was before go topless day yeah that makes sense so yeah i had them a year and this is back when it was my only vehicle, and that is what I drove. So they probably have a good, a good, uh, you know, fifteen, twenty thousand just from me. I'd say. Well, well, then if that's the case, I would probably say a little over forty. Then, wow, that's I, awesome. I'd have to estimate I've done at least twenty myself. That's awesome, and I know, I know, Luke was running it on the road for at least a little while. I don't know exactly how many miles you put on it, Luke. Honestly, it wasn't that much. It was like less than 5,000 if I had to venture, I guess. Yeah, I'd say you'd be you'd be safe saying that those things probably have 30 to 40,000 miles on them. Yeah, they yeah. Well. And they're how old now? Two years? Three years old? Yeah, they're good tires. They lasted pretty damn uh, pro- well. Pro- probably about two years it sounds like a little closer to three maybe yeah maybe probably like two and a half maybe that's not to mention not to mention the fact that they have had like 20 fucking screws in the tires this summer (laughs) yeah that's not on the tires though no it's it's on the shitty place that's a driver error why are you driving over nails and screws 
Yeah, that's excessive, I, dude. I, I don't know. I, I keep wanting to see if I could get free studded tires, I guess, for the winter. <laughs> yeah. I, that they were starting to get low on tread, so I looked into studding. <laughs> what are the... You have to send us a picture. I'm curious to see what how the tread is. I mean, looking at them... The past few times I've seen your Jeep, I I wouldn't even notice that they're spanked. Like I can look at at Colin's MTRs on his thing right now from the like ten rear, feet away and be like, those are spanked. Like I don't like the yeah. rear is definitely lower tread than the front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fronts are probably amount. like forty. The rears are probably like twenty. I could see that. Okay. Yeah. No, overall, those tires are really, really good. Nah, it, for... Hands down, I fully intend upon getting another set of them. Now, I've, I've been beyond pleased with the performance, both on and off-road. What's your guys' take on stickies? I've never run them, so I don't have an opinion, really. But, I mean, and they seem like... On buggies, with and without stickies... It's ridiculous the difference. I mean, the Miguel's buggy. Um, I've seen that thing on stickies, and I've seen what it can do on stickies. Uh, watching it not be on stickies was kind of upsetting, to say the least. Yeah, I still had fun with it, though. No, yeah, no. Don't get me wrong. It was, and there were other factors at play as as well. You know, they're still learning the rig, still trying to figure out. You know. Yeah, they couldn't the get it into double low either. Yeah, so I mean, they they still got some work to do just as far as as figuring out, you know, how to drive it. I guess really overall is just getting comfortable with it. But I th- I think those the tires definitely would have uh, having reds on it would have just been dumb, like yeah. it used to be. Yeah, but it's hard because every buggy I see has around here at least has you know stickies on it, and they they just do stupid stuff that I can look at and be like, yeah, well, I don't have stickies, so I'm not doing that. So <laughs> One day. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, seeing as to this is going to be the last of the uh, good tax returns, possibly, maybe, hopefully, it would be nice to get a set of uh, stickies out of it, if you know what I mean, because I can let them sit in the shop on 8 on 170 rims for the next project and possibly, you know, share them. Mm, yeah, see, I can't run a sticky because uh, I would lose them on the uh, on the drive over. <laughs> yeah, just one trip down. Well, <laughs> you have gone. a truck. You have a truck. Yeah, I, I, st- I still don't know if I'd, I'd tow it more than I'd drive it, though. I mean, why? Yeah, but getting another set of rims to throw stickies on, especially when we're talking about Super Duty rims, it, you're talking about like 150 200 bucks for a second set of rims. Yeah. Cody, you ask why. It's because it's what I've always done with the thing, and it just feels... It just feels. I feel like it would just be wrong. I don't know. I I, I inevitably will tow it. I, I just need to... I need to figure out a trailer situation, and then I'm sure for longer stuff, it'll 100% get towed. But... Well, one just, thing I'm gonna say it's it's part of the experience for me has always been the drive there and the drive back. There's just this I don't know, it's almost like it you just you just mentally puts you in the right place and then, you know, driving back it's you know, it's the 
the cooldown almost from from the day. It, it's See, very. Sounds way too responsible for my kind of liking. I feel like we need to see irresponsible Graham. Like this needs to happen. Well, see, that's the thing is, I also I I like it. I don't really like driving it. Also gives me a reason to not absolutely destroy it, and I like that. I get it. I definitely get it. That's lame. <laughs> I also feel that as well. No, but I I totally understand what you're saying though, Graham. So I've actually on a few select trips, I've enjoyed my drive there and back better than the actual day of wheeling. Just where huh. like you know, nothing nothing was going right for me those that day, and just. It was like, why am I even doing this? I suck at it all. And then it's just, <laughs> I, I have a really nice drive back, and it's like, okay, I, I don't suck miserably at life. It's just, <laughs> I was having a bad day. And, oh my god, that sunset is gorgeous, and I'm getting plastered in the face with water because my doors are off, and it's raining because <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> you, you don't get that that cold chilly feeling feeling in a tow rig true nope. however yeah, the- when you explode your radiator and you yeet the jeep onto the trailer and we hop in throw on a heavy metal playlist set the cruise control at 75 and go life is good it yeah it, it, it is definitely convenient when you do have a tow rig and you break and considering how bad my breakage was at Roush, I'm so glad I didn't fucking drive it home. That yeah, would have been I, bad. I don't know I, how I managed it. I give you a shit ton of credit. I don't know. I actually, like, thinking back on it, it the way I beat that stupid thing and had nothing catastrophic fall apart and managed to get it home, I don't know. I did everything you guys did. I followed the buggies on on 40s and 42s and uh and, and it drove you even home. went swimming yeah i did even go swimming yeah so the, the jeep got hot so you gave it a bath mm. uh, so the backstory on this is mr hackbar who we will be having on at some point in time Broke his exhaust, and Master Bates decided that he wanted to go and blow an MTR because, you know, just red Jeep things. So the two of them ended up going back, and that left us with um, Jamie? A bad Jamie, yep. It was Jamie and, um, yeah. We got a wheel with them, and we got a wheel with Hackbar again. That was a good time. Yeah, they were a ton of fun. They have this uh, CJ buggy on 43SX stickies with 14-inch ORIs and a linked rear axle. And Grembo and myself are just casually following him around, and he goes, Hey, you guys want to go and hit anywhere? Yeah, let's go shoot the moon. So... You know, we go to start heading to shoot the moon, and we hit all the black trails on the way to shoot the moon. We didn't, like, hop off. We just rode right through. It was a good time. 
Um, and then we get to this mud pit, and we watch the CJ go through this mud pit, and it's not that awful. It's pretty yeah, it high. Didn't look bad. It was high, but you know the TJ made it through. CJ, CJ, was, was it a yeah. CJ or a TJ? It's technically know. a YJ with a CJ front grill. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but it, it, it's a CJ. Whatever. Fuck okay. It. Yeah. But yeah, so we watched him drive through. And then I watched Grambo start going. And Graham, would you like to explain what happened from here? Yeah, so uh, as it turns out, um, 42s on a CJ buggy uh, make it look like it sits, or it sits way higher than a, a XJ on 37s. So it was probably about... Mm, six inch difference in where the water line was on his Jeep versus my Jeep. Jesus and it was Christ. enough of a difference to put my, my hood underwater to the point where I was I I I don't do water crossings. I don't do stuff like that. It's a rock crawler. It's not a mud bogger. So um <laughs> I turned it off because it I did not want um to blow my motor up in Pennsylvania <laughs> having to drive it home. So that just I was, sounds really yeah. lame. Yeah. I, I mean <laughs> It was flooded up uh, to the bottom of the radio line in the front. and, and The radio? Yes, the radio. Oh my god. To the bottom of the radio on the inside. I've got pictures. I have pictures of where where the water level was. It was like, uh, if you're sitting in the seat, it was probably at your you know, little, little below um, nipple height, I'd say. <laughs> And then when I got out, I sunk all the way down, you know, like almost up to my, not up to my neck. It was like right below my arms. I'd say it was, it was deep. Um, Damn. Yeah. I I mean, we just, you're going to have to share these pictures with us, Graham, because I I have, you've never seen them. Oh, I've definitely posted them before. There's some Uh, videos too. It's, it was a good time. Uh, Minus the fact that I was, you know, basically just destroyed everything electrical in the thing. (laughs) <laughs> I've not seen any interior shots of that entire ordeal for it was it was oh, actually bad. such a pain in the ass because we had like you know food and stuff we were planning on eating that was like half open that just all had to go because it was just pond water food now it wasn't oh. like there was a pop tart there was some other stuff oh. it, oh. so it was flavored you didn't have to oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah uh. is the best flavoring ever so I, I can Graham. I can attest to that. Mm. So I'm sitting there behind Graham in my Jeep on 40s, and I watch him get stuck, and I'm like, "Crap!" Well, yeah, you can... you were asking me, you were like, "Uh, do you want to get pulled out backwards?" Um, and at this point, I wasn't sure which way I wanted to get pulled yet. Uh, Jamie was trying to convince me to pull forward, which is eventually what we did. But I have been tried to pull forward through mud put mud pits before and it's not always the greatest idea depending on what the bottom looks like uh ended up being fine i hadn't dug myself in or anything i literally just like like i got up over the hood line and i killed it um but i i I remember sitting on the roof of my jeep uh talking with luke and you know he was like i'm just gonna turn around i'm not gonna do it and i don't i don't know who convinced you whether it was me or jamie or griff uh but you did go around the the outer on the on the right side. I think Jamie somehow convinced you, even though there's no way he knew how deep that right side was either. 
Yeah, he yelled at me. He goes, you know, I know that if you skirt around, it's got a hard bottom and it should come up to just below your door line. <laughs> and I'm like, I got tons. I got 40s. This motor is not happy as it is. Let's just drop it in second for low and see what it does. So I'm going. And it's starting to get deep. It eventually ended up coming to the point where it was above my waistline in the Jeep, like fill in the bucket. <laughs> and the Jeep dies. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that was that was scary. God. I remember that. That wasn't a that was probably just your distributor acting up, though. So I'm like, Jesus fucking christ i just killed this thing in the center of a mud pit it's already got five psi of oil pressure fuck yeah Hit then the starter. You know, and i'm still stuck to the left of you too right so we're both just sitting there dead in the water fortunately you, you could start it back up hit the starter and it like half caught so i just held it in and put my foot to the floor released the starter button and it caught Bounced it off of rev limiter for like a solid. How long was that video? Uh, I mean, it was it was a solid uh, at least I don't want to say thirty seconds, but it was probably you for a minute, two minutes of you just like barely moving anywhere, and the thing sadly bumping rev limiter as you slowly <laughs> make your way to the edge <laughs> in third gear, four low with forties digging to the bottom of the earth. I finally go to crawl out of it, and the ass end starts to catch and pull itself onto land. <laughs> so I'm going up the embankment sideways, and then I got to the main trail. And before I could even let out of it, I went up that fucking incline on the rev limiter, <laughs> <laughs> popping my foot off of it and like landing on the top. And I looked down and. By this point in time, they've got a strap on Graham's rig to Jamie's rig, and they're ripping him forward, and that was good. And yeah, then we went out the moon. Yeah, unfortunately, right after he pulled me out of the pond, it was like the only way to get around or to get over was to go up this really steep like hill in between these two ponds, and it pushed all the water out the back. So there was no more water inside after that. I mean, there's plenty of holes for it to disperse, but like all of it came out the back when we when I launched it up the hill. And oh, it, yeah, like, it, it ran fine. Out. It ran fine in quotations. There were a couple. It wasn't idling right, but uh, other things that, you know, all things considered, it, it turned on and it drove and, you know, I keep it at 1,000 RPM and the thing didn't give a shit. So overall, didn't affect it. We wheeled the rest of the day till I popped a tire and the day after that. So rock crawlers can also be... Uh, Boats. Part-time boats. I wouldn't yes. put it as a full-time boat again. I'm happy to know you guys had a similar experience to my uh, my ponds gum story. I'm happy this is that just we why had... I this is why I don't do mud yep. puddles. It's just uh, not fun. Do the classic line from the rock crawlers. I don't do mud, and yeah. I don't even disagree with it. But every rock crawler that you will talk to that has gone through the mud phase. Doesn't like doing mud anymore. It's not. I, I I had a mud phase. It was when I was on 33s and didn't know anything about rock crawling. Uh, and 
I still was dumb enough to follow Jamie through that stupid puddle. Oh well, won't happen again. <laughs> Live and learn. As long as it stays out of the inside of the body, that's fine. When it comes when it comes pouring through the doors, it's not mm. a it's it's a different story. When when I'm up to my waist in water trying to drive, like uh, not at, not in the rock crawler. I need a I need a dedicated <laughs> ship box for that. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I I had done a bunch of uh, you know, you know, waterproofing to some extent. I've I've used a bunch of uh what's the dielectric grease on a bunch of my connectors for years. So, I think that's it's probably why I, most things are still decent on the thing right now. I don't even want to know what mine's going to be like. I'm going to probably have the same experience. Yeah, I mean, did yours have any issues as far as electrical or is it, or I guess you really Not haven't really. driven it. So you don't know. Yeah, no, I've got no clue. Huh. Good. Well, well, uh, no, Cody, better on, than Sorry, Cody on that note, what's like your most memorable oops moment? So other than, the uh the pond scum story that we talked about in the first episode um my first my most memorable oops story would probably have to be um i'd i'd have to it was so it wasn't even with me wheeling it's probably my most like noticeable oops story was when it was at Ma Bell and Brandon decided to just like haul ass at one of the um the obstacles and it was like the double kind of weird step up next to where graham likes to blow his hub up on one of the ledges <laughs> and i everything seemed fine he was like kind of as we normally do set your tires up at the bottom and then just kind of drive up through it but i was trying to see if he could like downside the second ledge so it's like completely clear with his tires from the first ledge to the second ledge and um he ended up bending his upper control arms and that was probably the most like memorable just like ooh that really sucks like it just happened like in the worst spot the worst time he was already having an annoying day and i just i can definitely remember like that just really stuck out in my head that stock control arms really really suck yeah so. <laughs> On the other hand, I will say Kish did wheel stock control arms for like half of us. Ever. Season. Discipline. Dis- discipline. I'd, I'd, uh... I'd say closer to most of the season. Yeah. Or at least, let me rephrase that. My first ever season of wheeling was on stock arms because I only recently got to upgraded arms. Like, I think just a few months ago. Yeah, when we picked up that 44 for Kate. Um, I forget exactly what time of the year that was. But somewhere uh, around that time. I don't know, but yeah, I, gonna be I a... put him in not that long ago. <laughs> Actually, I think yeah. you're right. I think it was like June-ish. Like around June. Or a little bit earlier than June. But that, that's... Yeah, that's they're in. Yeah. So I think we kind of covered the topic of mods and everything else. Um, you guys all, you want to cut it here? Yeah, that works. Yeah, for me. sure, sure. Yep. All righty.